Welcome. That's how we started. Can you hear my fan? That's a good entrance. Uh, you guys know the deal. For those of you guys listening on iTunes, Spotify, any of those places, we wait a little bit for the viewers, the live viewers, to join on in. Appreciate you guys' continued support. This is season three of the podcast. What up, John? What up, man? How you been? I've been good, man. How was your off season? Dude, cannot complain. I've had a pretty good one. What's uh, I've been enjoying life? As far not- as as far as it goes during this COVID off season, it's been pretty good. You're still in LA, right? Yes, sir. I got to see you recently. That was nice for yeah, a little was. bit. COVID Down friendly. Down in uh, Columbus for the the COVID Bowl. Yes, very COVID friendly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think people are though. starting to load on in. Yeah, Absolutely. guys. So, John, for you and for the viewers and people listening, you're going to hear me clear my throat often throughout this episode because I have to go to the dentist on the 30th and get a tooth removed. That is really irritating me. And I'm... <laughs> I hate I hate the dentist, man. Don't you just hate Who's that the dentist? person? Who's the person that loves the dentist? Though? Like that weirdo that just <laughs> dude. You, you know what? Because awesome. even after the dentist, like you don't even feel good for like two days too. It just sucks. Even when you get your teeth cleaned, bro. After you get your teeth cleaned, it's like a weird, nasty it has feeling. A weird in your mouth. feeling in your mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Like your teeth feel thin and At least feeble. Whenever you leave other things, like even though you might not have wanted to go, you feel better afterwards. You're like wow. ah. That sucked, but you know I feel pretty good. Yeah, dentist, not the. You're like, dude, I don't even want to eat. I know, dude. <laughs> but Got you know, weird film, filmy taste in my mouth. I have this weird thing though, where my family has traditionally like really bad teeth, um, mm-hmm. and I don't think my family also had the best habits either. But you know, so I so I brush my teeth like four times a day. Like I literally like well, especially during quarantine. Like after every meal, I just brush my teeth. Um, and because I had teeth problems as a kid. Cause that is like I I had an abscess tooth once, John. The worst mm-hmm. pain I've ever had in my entire life. Worst pain. You know what the dentist said to me? What? He said that the pain that you're he might have been lying, but he said the pain that you're experiencing would be similar to giving birth to a child. Get out of here. That's what he said. Yes. The tooth abscess. My mouth was like swollen up to one side. Yeah, no, it's still actually what he said. I can't even. <laughs> That's gotta be cat, dude. It was extremely. That's gotta be pain. cat. I never even heard of anyone screaming like that. Oh, everyone knows what I mean. At least most people know or have seen something where they mimic childbirth, even if you haven't seen it. And they I, don't know, I think he was just trying to. It out. I think he was just trying to like you know. I don't. I actually don't know what he was trying to do when he said that. But I remember him saying that, and we us being mind blown. And my grandma was convinced to give me one of her painkillers. But anyways, enough talk about that. Welcome to the podcast, everybody, where we talk mostly about Call of Duty. I said mostly, not all. Uh, this is season three. We took a big break um, because during the off season, yeah, there is stuff to talk about, but it's like not as, you know, it's not enough for full episodes. And plus, we wanted to relax for a little bit. Now we're back in full yeah. force. And um, we're happy to announce that we also are now fueled by XP Sports. Um, they're an amazing company. Uh, we actually tried the products out before we decided to uh, partner with them and we loved it. So, uh, the podcast is fueled by XP Sports. XP Sports has created gaming supplements focused on giving you what you want. Their products deliver more than just energy and come in unique formats, including pregame powder, ready-to-drink cans, and even gummies. The ready-to-drink can delivers zero sugar, zero calories, and zero lag. The XP Sports Boost Energy Drink is delicious and can help you get through any long gaming session. The formula in the Boost Energy Drink includes a scientifically studied ingredient that supports mental energy, performance, and improved reaction time. 
It also provides another ingredient that supports normal, healthy eye function. If you're more of a gummy person, by the way, the gummies are great. I love the gummies. Try the gummies. They provide an ingredient that supports mental clarity and another to support normal, healthy eye function as well. Make sure you have these bad boys in your gaming arsenal, chat. I mean, come on. Talk about multiple birds in one stone. Take your game to the next level with XP Sports. You can purchase XP Sports on their website at xpsports.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Walmart you can also use Codcast at checkout for a 30% discount. That's xpsports.com. Take your game to the next level. There we go. Got to pay All the right. bills, guys. But it is a great company. <laughs> I had it this morning. I was dropping 20s nonstop on Warzone. I, lo- I love I love their uh, their product. Got it right All here. Right. But yeah, check it out, guys. Uh, for the foreseeable future throughout the season, you'll be seeing us talking about them uh, basically every episode. Uh, they've decided to support us, and it's a great company that... We both love, but let's get into the show, man. Appreciate you guys stopping by so early. You guys clicked the tweet immediately. Sounds like you guys are excited, bro. You see any regulars in the chat, John? Oh, dude, we have a bunch of regulars regulars in here. Blizzard. I saw Jake, Matt. Guys, you guys have been sticking with us. We appreciate you guys coming right back after the long break we just took. Obviously, it's the off season. Not much to say, right? But now we're getting back into it. Uh, Should we get right into our thoughts about... um, cold war sure man kick it off for me john all right well my initial thoughts when i first got the game is i really love the gunplay of the game right so i loved getting on and shooting all the guns i love using the krig the ak the 74u the mp5 that's the first thing i felt when i got in the game right just how the guns worked and the movement and how you couldn't really abuse the slide too much like it's still yeah. kind of was kind of strong but you couldn't do all the things you could do before I think the movement in, MW, in MW might have felt a little smoother, though, than this game. But overall, the actual just gameplay mechanics of Cold War, I really liked. I agree with you. Um, in terms of, like, your your movement note, like, I get what you're saying. Like, the movement might have felt smoother in MW. But after playing, like, Cold War for a couple of weeks, like, I like that feeling of, like, this is clunky it just, like, went away. You know what I mean? Like, once I, I just realized that it was a new game and, like, just started playing for a bit, like, I felt pretty smooth, like, hitting, like, G-slides off ledges and challenging people and stuff like that. Um, the one thing I do miss is, like, the super bunny hop from MW. That was, like, some <laughs> swag movement where you could, could just fry people. That could go, dude. That could yeah, go. <laughs> I just miss it personally. But, yeah, I mean, my initial thoughts are, like, for – to be honest, I've played a lot of Search and Destroy. I played a few like series of like Respawn 8s and like the Stud Fam and stuff. And I played like a couple of those big tournaments at the beginning of the year. Um, but I'm really like, like in Search and Destroy, I'm, I really enjoy the game. Like I've gotten on like every morning for the last few weeks um, and played Search and Destroy Wagers and had a good time. Right. So I know you've played a lot of Search too. Um, yeah. I mean, I used to, I enjoy playing the tournaments at the start, but now obviously the tournaments usually cannibalize themselves for whatever reason. We've talked about that in the past, mm-hmm. so I don't really want to get into it, but I feel like the maps for Shin Shoy are a lot better than I initially thought they were. We yeah, do with some sure. bomb side changes, but just in general, the maps play pretty well, I think. Well, like uh, for example, like when I first got onto Garrison, I was like, this is a terrible search map. But then after <laughs> playing it for a bit, and I don't know unanimously what pros think about it, but I think that it was a pretty solid map. Miami, when I first got on it, I hated it for Search and Destroy. But after playing it for a bit, I thought it was a good search map. Like, even the plane map, like Checkmate, I hated that map, dude. But it's grown on me, you know what I mean? I can, that's That one right there is my least favorite search map. That's where the, the bomb site's in the plane, the other one's, like, in their spawn, right? Yeah. I just feel like 
they should try to make the maps where you where both bomb sites are more viable. That's my only issue with that map. I feel like you have to go to the one in the plane really because other one's just visible from everywhere. But yeah, uh, I mean, well, I agree with you. It's just weird, especially with like the the way ta- the tactical situation is at the moment. It makes it kind of hard to like strategically push bombs. You know, I don't know. It definitely does. It definitely does. In the um, plane, the plane one is just like. You just got to push out and trade inside of there, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, when we, we haven't watched any pro teams really play search and destroy at a high level yet in like a competitive like prizes on the line. So we'll see. Uh, you know, when I watch the challengers teams play, they just seem to rage about that map. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Girls usually start out behind in search and destroy anyways because they just all they yeah, do is scrim the team. respawn game modes and try to get those on point. So yeah. I think after the game develops, develops a little bit, we'll be able to see how that map develops too. So. All right. What were you going to say prior to that, by the way? I forgot. Oh. <laughs> well, anyways, um, in terms of like respawn, I think hardpoint's pretty good. Um, I saw some pros recently, or Parasite in particular, and some other people on Twitter talking about how bad that they dislike Moscow. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think Moscow is like, they were saying like basically my grandma could hold a setup on Moscow. That's, that's what they were saying. Um, I mean, but it used to be like that, you know? I feel like, yeah, but the way the games have progressed and the movement speed and all that, people just got used to being able to have a better shot at breaking. Yeah. Moscow spawns, do they do spawn you out yeah, in freaking far. Narnia, dude. You go out pretty far, and then when you run back, they're just so posted up. And like you said, with the tactical situation and whatever the GAs are that are in place, you throw stuff at the hill, it, they don't, it doesn't do anything, right? You're not stunning and pushing as a team or whatever yeah. it may be. Or if you throw a nade, half the time people don't even move. Because yeah. they have flak jacket on, so they don't even act like that nade exists at all. They just let them hit him in the toe, and they keep it pushing, and you're not breaking that. And then it has that fourth hill, which is by, in front of the bus on the street, which is maybe one of the worst hills. That yeah, we've that seen hill's terrible. There's nowhere to hide in it. It's just there's, terrible. <laughs> there's nowhere to hide at all. It's like, okay, so I just go on there just to die. There's a guy on a bus. There's a guy on a heady statue. Like I think Moscow gone. Search is elite in this game. I, I like that map a lot too for Search. You, there's um, options, but like. In terms of hard point, like, so Cartel's basically trash gone. Uh, Moscow, like, <laughs> we get rid of that and just add Raid, right? And But, like, we just have Raid, Checkmate, Crossroads, and Garrison. I think we're Gucci. Uh, do, we have, do we usually do four hard point map sets or We five? do five, I think. But why? I wonder what's – let's see. How do Vito's go? Could we have four? Because, like, dude. I don't know. Having we gotta have Raid in Raid. I played Raid Raid's like four times the other day. It was godlike. It was actually yeah. like Raid's by far the best hardpoint map. Not even close. We should just um, have Raid for all three modes. You need five for vetoes. Ben said in chat. I wonder how many uh, are. Ooh, Crossroads got taken out and Raid got put in. I don't even know that. I don't believe that. Uh, where did you hear that from? Crossroads is fire. I've seen pros playing Crossroads. I think I saw them playing today. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But, I mean. Crossroads is not out yet. Okay, yeah. Crossroads should be a map. I think it should be Crossroads, Checkmate, Moscow, Garrison, Raid. Cartel's I think that ass. Cartel's the only one out, technically. Well, I wonder this. What do you think Cartel would play like if there wasn't bushes everywhere? Like, I don't know if you've, you've played the map, right? You've been in the same lane with someone, and yeah. you still can't see them because there's like a... <laughs> it's, I think it's the map would of... still be ass because there's still realistically four lanes. Like, there's like the middle... There's the right side of the map, and then all those lanes split off into multiple lanes. And then, like, there's, like, one room on the right side of the map. I don't know. I, I think that that right lane isn't, like, an actual lane because there's just so much bullshit over there. You know what I mean? And there's, like, 
you have to take long routes to exit and enter the area. So I don't know. I don't think that that map is good at all. And then the spawns go so deep, dude. Like they go so far deep into the back. I, don't know, I think that map's just terrible. It, it's it's aesthetically it's not, unpleasing. It's not fun to play. Yeah, it's, I get it in pubs. Like I enjoy running around, but you know, competitively, it's like I don't know. It's bright. The sun is so bright. The grass is so long. It's just a nightmare for me competitively trying to figure out what to do on that map. I don't know. I don't what, think it should be a map at all. Did they fix? Does anyone in the chat know, or do you know? Did they fix the lives issue in Control yet? I don't know if you guys have. played. No, I played Control but... literally like five days ago or six days ago, and the lives glitch still happened. But I've been playing Warzone since then because I've had tournaments. So okay, so the, our chat is saying that they fixed it. Okay, so they they did fix the lives issue. It was really Maybe disorienting. That was like a week so ago. yeah, so good on Treyarch for fixing that because that was <laughs> that was a problem. I think everyone the first time, first couple times they played it, like what we lost. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me. I was playing freaking eights the other like a week ago. I, I don't. I guess it was right before they fixed it, and we were like, we thought we had eight lives left. I was like, what? I was like, this is some BS, dude. I don't know, dude. People were, people were complaining about it, but then the pros just like dealt with it or just calling out. Like they just knew how many lives they had left. I was just thinking, I had props to them, dude, because I was trying to keep track of that. Shit was so hard. Hey thing is you're not competing to too like when you're competing they have to get rid of all the excuses and just play even if it's yeah. bad they'll complain later which yeah. we do know that pros are good at complaining yeah <laughs> they will complain Trust. um speaking of like track like tony flame just went on reddit and like put up a big post about ga's i can pull that up um yeah, let me see let me do that real quick yeah which i think was really cool like it's just transparency like I, people were talking about it for the last like three days or so and rather than just like leave everybody in the dark, which happened a lot last year, unfortunately, he just immediately like addressed everything. Let's go. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Twitter yesterday, the timeline, but the AMs, the challenger scene, they were at war with one another. Well, People so I watched crazy before we talk about this. I, we're not going to spend too much time on GAs, guys, because I just think it's like they'll figure it out like they do every year. And I don't think our opinion really matters too much when it comes to GAs. But um I did see where you're talking about like the am sweet about it. I saw Luti. You know who Luti is from EU? Like an EU Luti? player. Yeah, Luti. Yeah. He tweeted out like a clip today explaining because he was getting attacked. Where it's like he doesn't understand how the pros haven't gentlemen's agreed against the AK yet because all of Europe thinks that it's extremely OP. And his reasoning was behind GAing it like they think that it's super OP and that the pros just haven't realized it yet. And then they had tournaments prior to north america so they had to get their ga stuff set so he released like two tweets if you guys go to lou t l-e-w-t-e-e underscore cod you can see what he talks about but basically it was just like the pros haven't haven't realized he's mind blown that they haven't realized it yet and they would go off the pro list but the pros still have time to test and figure stuff out and that they don't because they have tournaments so that was basically his reasoning and he was getting attacked which i definitely understand he said That's that they reasoning, in my opinion. He said they held a vote with the twelve teams in a DM, and it came out where they all wanted to get rid of the AK. Now, I don't agree with getting rid of the AK because I don't think that it's too OP. Um, I think that, but I do agree with their handling of the situation. The twelve teams voted to get rid of it, and they got rid of it. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely see where he's coming from. What do you think about the AK? Should it be gone? Um. Honestly, it doesn't bug me that much. It doesn't, but if the pros and everyone thinks it's too strong, then it is what it is. I don't think that it's going to determine which teams win or not. So that's usually... I usually think that GA should be about balance first, right? You want yeah. the, the game to be balanced. And then if it's just ridiculous, if it's just not ridiculous, it's not going to de determine the outcome. Like, what's been ridiculous in the past? A foul. 
was ridiculous. The mm-hmm. Vesper before they nerfed it in in uh, Black Ops Three. Do you remember that? It was like yeah, it was not ridiculous. That's the, ri- ridiculous. The, the patched Bison. Oh yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Like as long as it's not ridiculous, and I don't put that AK in that category where it's like ridiculous. If it's a ridiculous gun, everyone's gonna use it. And we haven't seen that to the point. Right. And someone in the chat said tactical rifles. Yeah, they're ridiculous in this game. Ridiculous. So that's why they have to go. You don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, it must be. So if, the, if guns aren't ridiculous, then it is what it is. But if they want to get rid of it, it's not like it's not going to change. It's not going to stop them. Like, it's not going to start RCs from gunning you. It's just not. It, it just. Uh, it but yeah, so Tony Flame addressed it. And he basically, basically said, like, they're testing things out with pros. They're finalizing rule sets and stuff. Um, a lot of chatter at GA is going overboard recently. And there's a pretty big misconception about all this means. I care about the community deeply. And we're just like you ought to understand what's going on a little bit better. Um, because of the mass amount of content being offered in Creative Classic Gunsmith in particular, this takes some time and playtesting to get the right competitive gameplay in place, um, which is good, right? Like the fact that Tony Flames like working with the pro players to figure everything out and figure out what should be and what shouldn't be. Um, I like it, you know, so I uh, I, I like this uh, transparency um, and I hope that everything is running as smoothly as he's saying it is, you know, because, yeah. you know, sometimes everybody can be or pros can be pretty tough to work with. I saw Clay tweet out about um, he wishes that there was just no GAs, which would be Ridiculous. incredible to watch, but <laughs> it's just like not – that's just never going to happen, right? That's just so. ridiculous. We we both played for how many years? You can't. Yeah. You just can't play it out of the box. It's just not possible. Yeah. But, it's, it's not possible. He said, he said he wishes he could play with UAVs and stuff. I was like, what, dude? <laughs> I think the only time we actually ever did that is uh, – did you ever play the COD 4 beta? We played with everything just because you couldn't actually take anything out. We're like, oh, boy, this well, is <laughs> I I don't remember. I just remember watching Call of Duty XP with everything allowed, and it was like the worst tournament I've ever watched in my life. Oh, so dumb. Like, wow, that's, he got that's our one example. using the heartbeat sensor. Yeah, that's our one Congrats. example of when everything was allowed and it was horrendous. So I think we can use right. that and uh, to argue that side of things. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't have been more bored watching the biggest prize we'd ever seen in COD to that date. Like, not even close. I was and I was so bored. I, was I had like, to turn it off. am I watching? Why didn't you go to that? I don't remember. Uh, I was playing Halo at the time. That was like the worst timing ever for me because I just quit that year to play Halo. Yeah. So, I was. I mean, I think I could have got on a team, but it wouldn't have mattered. It would have been an mm. awful team, which would have made me more salty. Mm. Well, yeah. guys, we're uh, breezing through some of these topics. Uh, we're going to do our preseason predictions and power rankings in the second to last segment of the show. Um, and then we'll do some questions from you guys, basically. Um, but let's talk about the CDL restructure, like the new, what they're doing. I'm going to pull it up on the screen for you guys real quick. Um, go big screen. So like, basically we're not going to have a tournament every week. Let me minimize that. Bang. Okay. So let's check it out. Call of Duty League is back. And it's taking the best from the history of Call of Duty esports to build another year of epic entertainment. Call of Duty League features 12 teams across the United States, Canada, and Europe, all competing for their shot at the ultimate prize, the Call of Duty League Championship. In the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War era, rivalries established last season will continue to intensify and new wars will be waged as the season advances. This year, classic tournaments are back, with all 12 teams going to war to claim victory at Well, first things first, classic tournaments are back. So the one big thing I had to take away from last year, John, was like having all the teams at a tournament I wanted. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. That's huge because oftentimes teams would win and be like, okay, but yeah, Dallas wasn't there. <laughs> Congrats. Let's get through the rest of this, guys, I've and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a bit. But yeah, that that's lit. That's just throughout the season, but getting to the top of the podium is going to be a battle. <laughs> At home series events ahead of each major, teams will be split into groups and continue in matches that determine seeding for the upcoming major. Each win earns teams CDL points throughout the season, giving teams a better position in the overall 2021 standings and a shot at becoming one of the eight teams to qualify for the Call of Duty League postseason. In 2021, pro teams face off in best of five matches, four versus four battles on PC, using any league-approved controller, offering players an unprecedented inning. Oh, they're expanding. Band is amateur system. Your favorite team. Okay, so we already know. So yeah, that's cool. Um, it's like kind of like what we had in like sort of like IW, if you remember, we had like the weekends, except it's like every team. There's like two, yeah. there's two groups and then... There's like the stage, it'll be like three weeks, guys, and then there's a major tournament, which I think is like really cool. And it gives them an opportunity to get every team in a tournament one to create like that champs like atmosphere in just a major multiple times throughout the year to like bring excitement into COD. And then also gives us an opportunity to maybe host like a COVID safe LAN for a major if need be, since it's just like one big, you know what I mean? Like yeah, throughout yeah, the yeah. season, like we could do, say we do like two online and then have one big one like since they're not like home series you know what i mean so um i think it's really good i like it uh and i think you know from like a fan perspective it'll be exciting because you always have like something to look forward to although league matches can get a little bit boring at times like it, every three weeks like there'll be a big tournament so what's your sort of what's your take on that um i'm gonna say start with my positive right the first thing first is uh there was a point last season where the tournament wins started to just feel like 2K wins. Uh, not to take away anyone's accomplishments or anything, but I don't know if you guys agree with me as a viewer. I just, I, like, uh, like New York won one, then Florida won one, and it wasn't in my head. I was never like, this is the best team. Like, congrats on winning. Like, it, it never had that that big um feeling to me. Like, we won. Yeah. It, it, just, it just never did. It's like, okay, cool. You won an A team. You won, what was it? You could have won three matches, four matches. I don't know. It just felt really short. It felt really short. It didn't feel like we were actually choosing a champion for the moment. Right. So like, there's always that feeling of, okay, we won this tournament. Like we're the best team. Like there's no one's going to take away that we're the best team right now, but that was never the case. It never felt like maybe when Florida won back to back, that made you feel like they were the best team for the moment, but it took too much for the, for you to feel like, like the value was there behind the wins. Right. Yeah. So I think with this setup, it'll definitely have that feeling like, all right. So after this culmination of time, Optic is the best team. Like, there's no doubt about it. They did what yeah. they had to do to be the best team. Oh, yeah. And then it'll be easier. Like, and then you could also, like, see it, – it, like, tells a better story, right? It's like if a team's dominating throughout the season, then they, like, choke at the tournament. Like, oh, like, they were just good in the league matches, right? They choked when the pressure was on them. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it tells more of a story. Like, you have to show up in the right time. And it'll also get people better practice for a tournament like Champs, which so I think we'll see a higher level of play by the end of the season. I don't know. I like the change a lot. I don't mind it. Um, league matches can get boring at times. But like I said, after a couple of weeks, we'll have a big, big ass damn tournament and we'll be able to have a cut champs multiple times throughout the year. Um, so I, I like the changes they did. CDL's always changing shit, bro. Always getting better, though. Like from season I one think, to season um, two, always getting better. So, like you say, league matches can tend to be a little bit boring. But I think that 
kind of makes it cooler this way for the tournaments, right? Just because you're like, when is it? Finally, like, the tournament's this week. Not like there's always a tournament coming, so it devalues it. Now the tournament has that that feel to it again. We're like, all right, we're back here. This matters more. Uh, well, I don't know. it's, it's, it's I don't also know. better because you can't just get double bopped out. You know what I mean, John? Like, remember, like, like, Do we know the tournament we... structures yet, though, for the majors? Do we actually know what they're going to be? Did it say? I think it's double elimination. Like, I mean, hold on, let me see. Let's see, did it say? If it's in the video, it could say it could just be a double elimination losers bracket. So there could be a losers bracket. Around. Group. All right, so so the major tournament, you get put into groups. Um, terminate finals. Oh, so yeah, it's just a bracket. It's double M top seed. Oh. Oh, so it's like champs. It's like champs yeah. from last season where a team could start out top, where you start out top six. Yeah. But you earn it. Okay. I like that's kind that. of, that, that's, that, cool. that's okay. That's okay for this. I didn't like it at champs, though. I'm not going to lie. I like it at champs, but for this, it's not that bad because it makes your it makes your weeks that you played not irrelevant. So that's what I was worried about. So before I knew that, I assumed that it would just be seeded normally based off your results, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I, I asked, and I'm like, so you could technically get absolutely body slam choke slam in your three weeks and get zero points right but then you could win the tournament and what pass everyone up i'm not really sure how that's going to work so i assume that you get 50 points if you win every single one of your matches in league play right 10 points a match but what happened but i don't know however many however many for winning in the actual tournament but now that i know that you actually get an advantage and you get pushed up the bracket and i'm assuming each placing is going to come with points it's not that bad i kind of like it I like although it. There's something to be said about actually going through a tournament in its full development and winning. That kind of tells a cool story as opposed to like, oh, we're in winner's finals already. We won a match. I'm just glad that <laughs> we're going to have like every team there like <laughs> in a tournament multiple times throughout the year. The, the I think the main reason we saw that many teams win last year was because every ter- every team wasn't at every tournament, which yeah. was cool in theory when we were doing the lands, but ended up being like kind of stale in my opinion. Well, with lands, it made sense because of all the flying that you're asking people to do. Yeah. People, they're human beings. They don't need a break. Online, like, sit, sit down and play. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to be a grind, though, bro. Like, four weeks in a row, like, for these guys, like, grinding league matches every week, and then major tournament. And then I believe, like, I don't know how long it's going to be because they said there's four and then champs. So, yeah, they're going to be grinding throughout the seasons because typically it's like, what, like six months? So yeah, yeah, they so might have a I week mean, off here. Probably there. a couple, a week or two off between. Yeah, maybe they'll be. They're about to be grinding, bro. Ooh. What else? You know what I didn't think about till just now. That's gonna make a like a a really solid point for for player movement, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're ever gonna make trades after the tournaments, like say you had the bad yeah, weeks or whatever, right. like you're not gonna change. I'm not sure what the rules are gonna be. Don't get me wrong, but you're not gonna change before the tournament, most likely. Um, but now no, after, not... after those tournaments, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, finish what you're saying. I was just replying to a chat message, but I was basically saying we don't know if the majors are going to be online or land. No one knows, but most likely online. Everything's TBD in COVID world. I mean, I would assume online. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I, I we think, have both done a live show. We both have done a live show so far, but, like, the players weren't there live, so I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know about you at your live show, but at mine, there was a lot of precaution taken like yes. A lot. Everyone had to get tested. We got tested again. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it was a lot involved. It was a lot involved. Everyone, we had to mask up everywhere we went. Like there was definitely certain protocols in place. You're not allowed to leave your hotel room. 
blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, you just, there's just a lot. And I, I don't know if you can not necessarily trust the players. It's just a lot of people, and that just increases the risk. And well, nobody wants to be that, that organizer that gets yeah. people COVID. At this well, the, stage. the big problem with online last year was that a lot of the pro teams were not prepared for a shift from land to online. But now uh, all these players have no excuse. They should be prepared for the shift from online or from land to online because we've just been playing online nonstop. So they should all be in locations that will be conducive for that, right? So, like, we've seen a lot of players move into Texas. I think Accuracy and Slasher got an apartment in Dallas somewhere. Um, so, Elite I mean, Texas, bro. I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, it's some ridiculous percentage. I know there's some people in, like, Atlanta, which is still good for online. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada, always been good for online. I think Formal might be the only remaining. This is, this is not a fact. I'm just saying I think that Formal or maybe Aqua or something, like, the only remaining people in California, there's not that many. People yeah. are moving. Formal's and, moving okay, in, Formal Formal's moving in with Scump, I heard. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. Like, people are just moving to Texas. I mean, the internet in Texas is undefeated. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Chicago, too. I don't know why people aren't going to Chi-Town. Maybe that place has the go internet, if you ask me. You got to move where it's freezing. It's probably, like, negative degrees when you move in. Or Columbus, yeah, bro. Dude. I'm a sick joke online. <laughs> We're not... Guys, anybody... I don't. We, you guys ask this like every other episode about like the bubble stuff. There will not be a cod bubble, bro. That's literally way too much cash. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah I think we've, I think we covered the new structure and stuff. We can get into what everybody's here for, man. The preseason predictions and power rankings, the main chunk of the episode. Um, and before we get into it, I'm just gonna ask the chat and everybody in here, who do you guys think is the S tier number one team in the game or not, not right now. Like forget right now before we go into this. And those of you listening on iTunes, Spotify, oh please, please everyone. We are not ranking the teams as they currently stand. I could care less. I could give two shits about what the teams, like what the list is right now in terms of scrims. We're talking about our preseason power rankings that we are going to compare to the final results of the year at the end of the season. Okay. We're trying to be accurate there. And last year, we weren't, like, super far off, but we weren't super right either. So, I mean, um, I want to see what the chat is saying. So, we see people saying Florida, FaZe, Dallas Empire, Optic, ATL. So, you guys are all over the place. They're all all over the place. And, you know, every time we do this, I can't – we get – we're going to get hated, right? No matter what, you can't make everyone happy. Bring the hate, actually. I embrace that. I embrace that shit. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, John, DM me your link to your tier list real quick. All right, hold on. We'll go down it rank by rank to where we put all the teams, guys. This is – I think I went pretty safe this time around. I'm wearing the Oak Boys. Does that make me a pussy? I don't know. I I didn't go like – I just went with my honest opinion. I didn't go safe. That's that's what I did, too. Um, I just have multiple teams. I don't have anybody in the definitely trash. You know what's crazy is I was um, when I was making this, I was like, the team's upgraded. Like it should be obvious. They switched to forty four, and there's like a lot of fat cut off. Yeah, and the teams, the teams are like a lot stronger preseason at least. Yeah, obviously, on paper, someone's gonna suck. Like <laughs> it's impossible in a competitive sense. There's gonna be some shitty teams, but on paper, the teams look like they've. Pretty much improved. Well, I tried to change the way, like I th- I think, because a lot of times when I'm, I was like ranking teams, I look at like past success and things like that, and it's like takes away from 
I don't know. Like, I, like last year when we did the preseason predictions, I looked at Seattle and I was like, they should be good, which is a decent prediction. But if when I think about it more, like I should have expected that team to be like middle of the pack. Yeah, but, and they ended up being bottom of the pack. But um, so this year, I think I went, I, I thought about it a little bit more and made a smarter pick. But did you DM me your link? Yeah. Yeah, I think I sent it twice. I'm not sure. Did it show up for you? Uh, no, you sent me the create. Oh, yeah, I got it. Wait. No, that's my no list. Okay. Here, I'm going to... Just Giazzo. Yeah, yeah, I am. Relax, brother. Uh, okay. And the, for everybody listening on Spotify or iTunes, I will read off his list um, so you guys know what's going on here. Um, okay. So let me pull this up for you guys in the chat. Bang. All right. So uh, everybody <laughs> listening, he has S tier, which is his top tier, best teams. He has FaZe and Empire. In the A yeah. tier, he has Optic and LA Thieves. And forgive us for the Optic logo. We didn't get the new one in time for the tier maker. In his B tier, he has Mutineers, Paris, Rocker, Subliners. In his C tier, he has Seattle, Ultra, Royal Ravens. And D tier, he has Gorillas. And I'll let John basically go from the bottom up here and talk about it. But D tier does not mean they're ass, okay? They would have been in the definitely trash. So, John, talk to me a little bit about your gorillas. Like, why are they the worst team of the bunch? All right. So, maybe I'm going to be in trouble for doing what you just talked about and using past results. Now, obviously, this team is a core that won champs, right? Um, but in the last two seasons, between Envy and uh, Minnesota, they went through times where they literally didn't win matches. Like, they, they, had, they hit these ridiculous cold yeah. spurts. Like, absolutely absurd. Even if you're struggling because of online or whatever, you're going to put together some wins, right? They didn't yeah. win for months. They didn't win for months. I think they won one match, and that was against Optic last year, last year's version of Optic. And then later, and then right after that, they got 3-0. Like, I don't know. It just didn't. I was surprised that this core was allowed to just form again, especially like Apathy did not play well last year. He just didn't. But that could have been because the team is garbage. Like, I have a lot of faith in, um, in Apathy as a player. I do. But last year, he did not play well. This core did not play well. I mean, Vivid, Vivid was Vivid like okay at is, times, but like he was still, okay, yeah. right? He was just okay. But the t- but the people in this league, they're talented. Like yeah. he was just okay. Like w- what is okay going to do? I'm not really sure. So that's just why I have them as my bottom team. All right, moving <laughs> up, you have Seattle, Ultra, and Royal Ravens in C tier. Now Seattle, that one surprised me because I know you really like some of those guys. Over there. Yeah. So, like, why do you have them towards the bottom, like, in your bottom four? Um, well, right now, I just know that they're struggling a lot. But uh, that could be a lot a lot of due to online. Well, let me pull uh, up the rosters be, for the chat. Because they're, they're, not, they're not where they're going to be yet before they, where they uh, or when they compete. Yeah. And from what I've heard from other players, uh, Looney is their best player, right? So, I think Dan's amazing. Like, Looney's insane to me. But... That's not the guy you want to be the best player on the team. It'd be nice if you were like, that's the guy that takes routes and does blah, blah, blah. You don't want people to be saying that he's the best player on their team. Yeah. You want people to say that Pierce is the best player on the team or Octane, right? You don't want, <laughs> you don't want them to be saying that Ludi's their best player. That's yeah. why I have them where they are right now. I mean, obviously, they're a team where if they ended up being like a top team, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And yeah. I'd be happy to be wrong. It's just right now that's where i have them uh it's I a weird team they bro have, they have the most potential out of all the teams that i have in the c tier that's why i put them in the first one to be a better team all right um yeah i mean i guess i'll comment a little bit on the roster change because we should talk about that too 
I mean, they like basically cleaned house, right? Um, and it's like a roster, like sort of of some hotheads, right? I mean, Octane, who wasn't a hothead up until last year, became a hothead, and then Gunless, Pristini, Looney, like that team could implode or they could be elite. It's just like a question mark. So I think you went with like sort of a safe pick, and I noticed that you put them first there. So you believe they are the best yeah. of those three. Um, did was that coincidence? Did you mean to do that? No, <laughs> no, I, I meant to, like I that. meant to no, I meant to put them first in the C tier. I do believe okay. that they have more potential than I think they have more potential than a lot of the teams that are that are above them. Like if say they all started clicking and on the same page, they're they're actually terrifying. But I could also see the point where their emotions get in the way. They have some emotional people. Uh-huh. And I think Sam's emotion just came from being on 100 Thieves when they were really good mm-hmm. and then going to a really bad team. It's just <laughs> it's a tough switch to make from year to year. So All right. I don't really think he's necessarily an emotional issue. But. All right. So Ultra, you know Big Zin's going to be pissed. <laughs> I don't care what Big Zin thinks. <laughs> <laughs> so thoughts? What's, it's Kleenex, Cami, Methods, Bands. Methods and Bands. Well... One, I think there's, I mean, I, I, they probably did it for financial reasons. That's my opinion. That I don't know. That's for a fact. But I don't know how they don't keep Nick on their team. I yeah. really don't. I don't know how they don't keep Classic. I, it's, to me, that's absurd. But whatever. And then I never really saw much from bands last year. I, I just didn't. Yeah, I thought Cammy was never, like standout, right? And Kleenex. Yeah, I felt bands. like Cammy was standout for the most part. He was their best player. And then Kleenex had his moments where he was obviously phenomenal. Uh, so I do think that they can be good. I just don't. We're going back to 4v4 COD, right? And I just... If you ever see these guys compete at that kind of level at that time, I, d- I don't know. And that could be me looking at the past again, of course, and just saying... And going off that. But that's all we have to go off of. Um, they did play stronger towards the end of the year, of course, when they made all those changes. But I think that Nick has a lot, there's a lot to do with that. Like, his play style is kind of hard to mimic. It's kind of hard to replicate. And Method is always going to do his thing. I feel like Method is one of the better slow ARs, but that's what he is right so well apparently they, team, they can't scrim for a month as well what where they didn't scrim for a month i don't know that's what ben said in the chat uh so is it like a visa thing oh no idea that's just what he said ben typically is right about this stuff <laughs> no yeah yeah he's i mean he knows yeah so they're not in america right now that's okay. basically what i assumed so yeah that's also not gonna help that also doesn't factor into my decision i always feel like no matter what people will catch up yeah, like they're gonna they're gonna be in pro scrims every day. They're not stupid people. They'll catch up. My my uh, prediction still stands. All right. Well, moving on in a shocking result during the offseason of roster movement, <laughs> the Royal Ravens, Shawnee, Alex, Dylan, and Zero, and where I think they made the most, like the best out of a bad situation. Although you got to think, like Scraps and Weskins are both like pretty good players, bro. Like that's a big blow to like lose like your two superstar guys, but it. Wanting to keep an all-European roster, I thought that they did an okay job. Like, Yeah, I mean, to me, that the their star player needs to go back to being Dylan, right? So Dylan didn't have yeah. that kind of impact last year, but in Black Ops 4, he was better than all those people you mentioned, and I don't even think it was close. Like, Dylan was phenomenal. Yeah. In order for them to get back to that level, I think it's going to have to be him. And Alex, Alex is pretty consistent. He does his thing, but I don't think he's the guy that, that actually – changes the course for the team so between dylan probably trey trey's just a really good fun phenomenal all-around player that's gonna have to be it i just am not when i look at the roster and i compare it to the other rosters it doesn't scare me in any sense so they don't have they don't have whatever the it factor would be to to make you win those close games i don't so, see it on the roster 
I just kind of disagree with like that mentality now in today's day and age of COD of what you just said, because I think a lot of these organizations and the way that they make their made their rosters and stuff, they looked at last year and they thought about everything and they realized like that risk with like some of the superstar players, like is not worth it. Like you see in teams be successful with like four good players who have a good head on their shoulders that are composed, who will work well with the team, show up on time for scrim, show up on time for practice, listen to authority, like, and they're seeing that be a recipe for success. And, you know, I Wait, think who that, are you talking about, though? Who, what team I mean, are you talking about that has this recipe for success where they don't have star I'm players? just saying I'm saying teams, organizations have seen these teams that are being successful with that formula. Like we saw Toronto Ultra win a tournament and they're like, maybe we don't need to pay the superstar four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. Right. Like we can just make a team of these solid, solid guys who will show up on time and be respectful. And they're not a superstar, but they will work so hard that their team can win an event. And I think that's the way a lot of these organizations decided to approach this year. And I think that's like what Royal Ravens did. I think that's what Ultra has done and will continue to do. Um, and yeah, I think that's why the Royal Ravens decided to go the route that they did. And same with uh, Ultra. I, li- I like it. I like that That, that I'm going to fully disagree, dude. I think that th- it's just those organizations being cheap. I don't, I don't think, think so. They're, I, that's what I really think it is. Those organizations I are think being they have cheap, the money to do it. Just responsible, whatever. They probably do, but they spent a bunch of money. I don't think... I don't think that those teams didn't have superstars. Like Toronto might be the only one. You can say Florida. I disagree. Skies was playing phenomenally the whole year, and then they get they picked up Barrow. But, Rest in peace to Barrow. Those Barrow was got, one of the best players in the game. All those players had, got a lot better as time went on, though, because they worked hard together well, as a team. Like they weren't they superstars. Were good off. They got second. They got second at a land to start the year. Let's not forget. They did yeah, but that doesn't mean so that your team is full of superstars, though. You don't need I a know. superstar to win an event. You don't. You don't. You don't need it. Uh, it no, helps. You don't. You don't it need helps. It. It does help, but you don't need it, bro. In the history of all time, didn't have a. What were these great teams that just were like we're just much better teamwork wise than you? I mean, COD is changing though. COD's changing though. Like teams are. That was five v five COD too. Now it's four v four COD. You actually have to do more on the map. You have to be more of an influence on the map. You actually need those superstars even more. I disagree. I don't think you need a superstar to win. I mean. I mean, there's examples over time, but as as COD continues to grow and people approach it differently and, and build these rosters based on like work ethic and stuff, we'll see some of these teams be successful that don't have that superstar on paper and they just play well because they're confident in their teammates well, and they, they're confident in their what they're doing on the map. You also make it seem like superstars don't work hard. Like, I'm not saying superstars don't work hard. That's not what I said at all. I'm saying that there is a recipe for I'm saying that there is a recipe for success in getting four guys without having the superstar and just having that sort of uh, mentality of everybody working together super hard towards a goal and, and them knowing that they can win regard, like you don't need to go out and grab the guy who, you know, had a 1.8 KD last year. You can have four guys who are solid and they work together well and they can win an event. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the organizations don't, they don't need to do that. I think last year was proof of that. We had a bunch of teams win, bro. And I think that teams can continue to do that. We had a bunch of teams win, but we only had a couple teams actually be consistent, and those were the teams with superstars on them. But anyways, let's go to the next one. Well, that is year one, John, and as time goes on, those teams could get better. That was also 5v5. 4v4, you need to have the players. You just need to. I go, Think back to what? Black Ops 2, Ghost, the Jetpacks. What teams didn't have superstars that were doing anything? 
Like, that is back in the day in pod. Let Dude, me ask you. That's people, not back players that are to do Players are going 24. to develop and get better. The level of play is going to get higher. Coaching is going to get better. The data and analytics, there's going to be more and more and more. And players that are working together and taking the extra step to strategize and learn more about the game in depth, they can win without having superstar talent on the team. Um, that is what I believe. And we saw examples of that in small doses last year. We saw it happen. Okay. And okay, I think okay. that it will continue if, to happen. We, if Dylan doesn't go into random superstar mode, which he actually has that potential, London will not come close to winning an event. I'm telling you this right now. London will not come close without Dylan playing like above and beyond. Shawnee's not going to do it. He's he's fine player. He's fine. He's just not going to do it. Trey might. I've seen Trey do that before, but it's it's few and far between. Alex is Alex. He's a solid player. They will not win if they don't do that, if Dylan doesn't get to superstar mode. No team this year without a superstar is going to win. I guess it de- depends on how you define superstar mode. I mean, if they're setting Dylan up for success, I mean, he doesn't have to have a 2.0 for them to win a tournament. That's no, basically I mean, what you're saying. Or 1.4 not, or whatever you're saying. It's about pure impact. He doesn't need to do that. Kenny, was, Kenny and Gunless were the two best World War II players. Kenny had like a 0.9 something or whatever. It's more about impact. And if he and it's superstar, and we've seen examples of teams with like superstar slayers not win, and then teams like Toronto Ultra win a tournament last year. Like, keep bringing up Toronto Ultra, they won one tournament, and that was also 5v5. They were good. What about the other tournaments, though? What about the other ones? I mean, we saw we saw New York, we saw New York win, right? Like, they didn't have superstar players. Like, you don't need to have a superstar player to win a tournament. That's what I'm saying. You're saying that you basically do. That's essentially what you said is everybody who's won has had a superstar player on their team. Four which is not I true. Definitely, it's not true. I definitely feel that way. I won a tournament with me, Haggy, Bose. I was going to say, with the exception. And Haggy was amazing at that game. Okay. Haggy but was, he wasn't Haggy some was superstar talent. He was a he really smart chance. player who worked what? really hard. He wasn't some oh. superstar beaming everybody. I disagree okay. with you Haggy so much. I can't even. I like. I will see. Time will tell. But I'm telling I just, you. I completely disagree with what you're saying. I completely disagree with it. But well, like, like there's a reason said, why there's a reason why in all types of any type of sports or esports or anything they go out and get superstar talent. Because I just get that, things, and it's gonna it just, help. It I'm not saying it, you it shouldn't help. do that, it, it, and it's it gonna, determines and it's going to help. I'm just saying you, you don't. You build need around it to the superstar win. players. You what you do is you get a star, and then you build the right unit around him that's going to work hard and do all those things you said. Be on the right page. Be te- teamwork oriented. It's not just you don't just put together you don't, star players and win. You don't need and, to do and, it though. And, you and, can build and, up talent. Dana you can pick in up the a, chat says Miami Heat example of no superstar, and they didn't win. I'm talking about winning. No, listen, they listen, didn't win. Listen, they actually didn't even get close. You can you can build up a player in your organization, some fantastic amateur player, and put him on your team and create, and he can become a superstar. Whatever in your system, like. You don't need to go out and grab one. That is my point. These organizations are realizing that there's other amateur players who are coming out to teams and having such a big impact on these teams, and they're winning tournaments. We can get these amateur players, combo them with some veteran players. We don't have to drop a ton of money. This amateur player will ascend and become a great, fantastic player. They'll work hard, and they can win. It is possible. And that's what some of these organizations are seeing, and that is why some of these players aren't getting as much cash, or some players are getting left out, because they're seeing that it is not as worth it as people thought initially coming into the cdl and that's why i think it will continue to go because i think there are a lot of amateur players who can come up eventually over time we saw it last year bro 
I mean, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I just disagree with you completely. I don't think you need a superstar or somebody who is winning championships for the last few years to win. I think it helps for sure. I think, you know, players like Clay, it helps to win championships, to have them on your team. Players like Krim, et cetera. But I don't think you need it. And that's my firm stance on that one. Joe does help. Who remembers United getting 16th place and then picking up Simp? Whoa, they looked so much better. I wonder, their team yeah. just improved overnight. Oh, my goodness. Simp. How did but you bring Simp was an up and coming. You just made a case for me. Simp was an uh, was an amateur player. He was not a superstar yet. Okay, yes, because he was an amateur player. He was an amateur player who they picked up. Now you're No, I'm not. He picked up an am. They picked up an amateur. You don't think that? Okay. He did not. They picked up an am that played no single second as an 18 year old. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. He wasn't. Yes, it does. Did they have to pay? Did they have to pay him? Did they have to pay him an extreme amount of money? Black op three. Simp was an amateur. They picked up an amateur player and one. They picked up a B. Easy. They also picked up a BZ who was an amateur player, and he was fucking yeah, nasty. Was on, it's yeah, there. No, it's literally really a proof. It's really literally you're literally up. you're literally making no, my case. Was, you're making my so? case. They picked up two amateur case. players who were I'm nasty. My case. Simp is not an amateur. That, so you're just throwing that out there. Simp you're saying he was a superstar. Simp just wasn't saying he was a superstar before he got picked Simp up. Simp just wasn't eighteen. That's it. A BZ is a great. This shouldn't even become an argument. You do not have to be a superstar. And they also had RCs on the team. You do not need a superstar to win. RC was the best AR in the game. You do not need a superstar to win. This is not. This is not a. You hear him? This is not. I'm not using them as I'm not using them as an example. I need, I'm I just need, saying in general, you just brought that crowd. up. You just brought that up. And all I'm saying is he was an amateur player when he was picked up. And, he, and then he's a superstar. He was not an amateur player. He and you 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 brought that up. You brought up Simp. Hold on. You he brought up Simp. I did not bring that up to use that as for my argument. I, okay, there is, you're capping. You're, what you're doing is you're capping. taking what I said and changing it to something else. No. Yes. He was an amateur player that got picked up. He was absolutely disgusting was a superstar and that's what they got in simp and then it made their whole team better okay i don't even know listen, how that's a, an argument he listen, wasn't 18 okay okay that's it besides that's the it. point because you're gonna harp on the, you're gonna on harp on this AM. it doesn't they matter 18 year old players teams that have not had superstars have won tournaments that is a fact it has happened it happened as recently as six months ago you do not need a superstar to win tournament i won a tournament beating the dynasty team without a single superstar on my team and that oh, is a fact you don't hacking. need it you don't you need it with the right it said. helps, two, but you do not need name it. One other team in the history of 4v4 that won. One other team. I just told you. Toronto won. My team won. You want me to go back to the history of all these tournaments? 4v4. Name one other team without a star that won. Well, I'm not a human encyclopedia, but I'm sure it's uh, you happened. You know all the teams that won. Times. Because I know all the teams that won, and no, I know you know all the I don't, teams I'm not won. a human encyclopedia, optic, bro. I don't optic, have... Black Ops 3, or AW, and Phase AW. Listen, in retrospect, it's going to sound like a lot of these guys are superstars. Black Ops 3. Yeah, look, in retrospect, in retrospect, it will sound like that because some of these guys had great tournaments and went on to become great players. But uh, in a lot of these tournaments, some of these guys weren't that known. No, No, this is in in retrospect. In retrospect, it will seem like everybody's superstar. John, I'm not going to a human encyclopedia argument with you right now. I'm in a calm, collected mood, and it is proven that you don't need a a superstar to win. Now, you think you are under. So, me and you would be polar opposite GMs. You would go after superstars. I would not go after superstars. I wouldn't want to pay them a shit ton of cash. I would form a team that could come up and win, maybe having some solid veterans as the backbone to the roster. But that's just differing opinions, bro. You're saying that you need a superstar to win. I completely disagree with that. And that's where I'm going to leave it. I think you need consistency, hard work, and you need, you know, maybe one or two veterans that can teach some of the younger guys how to, you know, get better and learn about the game and get towards a championship. That's what I think. 
That's, I think, a great recipe for success. Now, having the best players in the game is fantastic, but retaining those players is very difficult. Paying those players is very difficult. And then also, when those teams don't reach the expectations that they set out for themselves early on, they start to implode and want to go to other places. To build a culture and have a solid team, That's that would be my approach as general manager. That's what I think. Anyways, uh, where are we at? That's just, that's, I think it's just a better strategy. I mean, we'll see. I mean, that strategy stinks, but hey. It does not. We'll it, it does not. It right, does. Because you you, all you're doing is taking outliers more so than the common denominator. We, the common what I'm saying is we will see it. Good. Listen, bro. All I'm saying is one of these these people, dude, there just needs to be visionaries in some of these general managing offices, dude. I'm telling you, just pay me the right amount. I got you. All right, moving on to your next B tier list. You have Mutineers, Paris, Minnesota Rocker, and Subliners. So starting off with Mutineers, why do you have them in B tier? I just think that they have a good unit. I don't know. Something about that team, they've, they've, um, they've impressed me. I think that Slack was a – he's hungry too, one. I think that's really important. Coming off like his worst season ever. And four before Cod, he's always had like up there with the best. Uh, he's like up there with like right behind Optic with the best placings. And then they have Skies, who I think is extremely underrated still somehow. Terrific S and D unit. As long as Havoc doesn't completely suck, I think that they're going to be right up there. Like I think they could be a really good team. Yeah, Havoc was good last year. So like, no, he was. He's gotten Havoc's better good. every single year. He's good with advanced movement usually, and. I don't know. I think I feel like the last two games were really good for Havoc. Like so, I feel like if he stays at that level, I, I think they're up there. That's why I have them at the top of the B tier. But I've also seen the Havoc that's like kind of buns. I think so it's long, I, you know, I, uh, yeah. Havoc, I think we would be fine. Well, I mean, I used to. It's we tough. Have a chance if he gets last place. Anyway, having those guys that are prone to the bad game makes your team inconsistent. You know what I mean? Do you like my rule is like you can only have one guy who's like prone to the bad game, which is like the ten and thirty, right? Like or like the the twelve and and, and twenty five game. And like Slack has been prone to the bad game recently, so, and Havoc was pretty consistent though. But at times prior in his career, he's been like that. Uh, but I'm gonna believe that this team plays pretty good. I think Awakening is nasty. Sky is obviously one of the better ARs, so. I like where you where you have well, the yeah, position. Yeah, if you ask pros, they say Slack was the best player on LG at the end of Black Ops Four. So I don't think that he's had that. Are you heavily basing your stuff off of four or of Black Ops Four or off Forty Four no. or what? Forty Four has most of my impact on this, and obviously you have to base stuff on what I've seen people do. But okay. I, I also don't. I also think that Slack's a lot better than other people do. Like, I think he's a really solid player, and I think he's been a really solid player. I would put this team higher with Pharaoh, if, but like yeah, obviously, absolutely. Rest in peace to F three, bro. Peace, yeah, uh, but <sighs> this is where I have them now. All right, um, all right. Moving on, Paris. Um, so have them high. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna go with the rumored Paris roster, which is Scraps, Aqua, Classic, and Fire. So the question mark would be Fire, but apparently everyone says he's absolutely disgusting. Uh, <laughs> oh, fire! Oh, fire is yeah. nasty, bro. I played yeah. against him in a respawn scrim, and he was world starring me, bro. And that's not to say I'm any of these pros, like, but like I can tell when somebody's disgusting. He was nasty, bro. Um, yeah, I think he'll I be think like one of the next up ones, one of the next. You got kids. people on their last chance, and then you have the come up player that could be actually insane. Like you have scraps. I don't know if scraps was on his last chance. I think that his was just more of a financial thing. That's what I think. I don't know. Um, but you do have Aqua on his last chance who does have 
extreme natural talent. And then you have Classic, who's just like somehow like he's just an edge pro at this point, even though he's been giving pretty decent impact on the map. He's just in that spot, I guess. I don't know how to explain that. But that's where you're at. So you have these guys who are who have no choice but to go out and be hungry. And I feel like this team actually has a really good look on paper. It's just weird, know. though. Do like, you see them getting along, like, being a good team, like being like, I don't know. I just don't – I don't know how I see that team working together that well. I don't know the person. I mean, I the see person. them getting along. I, <laughs> I, guess, I, I yeah. see them getting along, like, pretty easily, especially if they come out hot and win at first. I think the issue – Well, is my thing is, is that they, they – I don't – go ahead. Uh, the issue is if they stay hungry, if they do start out winning. Because, I mean, if, if you remember at the beginning of IW – Aqua won the first event, and then they fell off completely after that. Yeah, that's way back, though. Listen, I, I know, but there's a thing with him in, like, staying consistent. I've seen Aqua be, like, disgusting at in the 44 days as well. And, and I just think that Nick's super underrated. So, Well, here's the thing. Fire 40 is going to have a lot to learn, obviously. Uh, and like you said yourself, in 44, it's like be more strategic, not as headless. So he's going to have to learn a lot. I mean, realistically, the bulk of his career has been played under 5v5 amateur gameplay format right so there's no doubt he has a lot to learn has a nasty shot um and you said if they start out winning like i think they'll be good in that momentum and i agree i think they'll just be fine if they start winning but i don't think they're gonna start off winning and for that team i think it might be a a tough upward uphill battle because i know there's gonna be some people on there that are thinking they should be on a better team i hope they're good because i want to see fire 40 succeed you know some of those guys bounce back like aqua and stuff but i think it'll be tough so, um, where did I put Paris? Let me see. Okay. All right. Moving on. Minnesota. I just wanted to check if, we, if I had a C or D. I look at the team, the people in the roster, and I just, in my head, I go fifth, sixth. Like, I don't know what it is. Accuracy, Priesta, Major Maniac, Attach. They won't be the worst team. They just won't. But I also don't see them frying and being the best team. So, in my head, it does. I just say fifth, sixth. Like, I, I know that they have the work ethic and all these things to be really good. But it's just like they're such a middle, middle team. I, do I feel like we get any superstar effort from any of them? That's my thing, and I, I do believe in that. Like, you don't need. That like, doesn't mean they can't win an event. That wait, does not hold mean on, they hold can't on. Win but, but 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 what, what statement is that like, though? Because Priesta can go God mode. Yes, that's why I said I do feel like that's why they're in the B tier. I feel like they can win an event, but I don't feel like it would be consistent by any means. Like, oh, it, like it just reigning championships. Be. No, not even reigning championships, reigning contender for a championship. That's that to me in this era of COD is is all it takes to be a top team. Like just the fact that you're in the real discussion for winning as opposed to like, oh wow, they won that match. That's great. Like I really feel like since all these people, down to my D tier team, they're all good players. They can win against anyone in a match. That doesn't mean that's that's not what it takes to win tournaments. And I just don't know if they have what it takes. To I think they team. can win a tournament, but top like team. consistently contend for a championship, like a top three team, be a tall order. But, you know, when you look at these rosters, like it's definitely really possible for them to be a contender all season long. They have a solid core four players who have all been consistent um, last few titles. So, I mean, if they just have that chemistry, like it's definitely possible. I don't I wouldn't rule it out. For sure. Uh, I definitely don't rule it out either. I, it's just like, I, agree. I feel like their floor isn't low, right? Their yeah. floor isn't low, but their ceiling isn't anywhere near as high as the teams I have above them. Like the A and S tier teams, their ceiling is just too high where I cannot place them above that team, those teams. I mean, think about it. Like, think back to like TK, right? Kind of like a solid team with like Kenny, who was 
go in God mode, like that could be a similar situation. Like you just have solid players. And if Preston is randomly God tier again, like he was in Bops 4, like they could be winning championships. Um, but all right, moving on. Who do you got next? Where is it? On oh, New York. Um, Zuma, Matt, Clay, Hydra. Is it? Are they going with Hydra or Asim? Do we know? I yet? mean, they were scrimming with Hydra. I think the thing was like they were waiting. They were waiting for yeah. They're scrimming with both. Well, I think it'll probably be. Hydra. I know nothing about Hydra to be honest. So if they feel like he's better than Asim, then I'm gonna Asim's say he's nasty though. So I mean, whatever, right? I I don't know enough about him to say. I just know he's like the up and coming uh, kid or whatever. So with that though, I go what Clay Zuma. They've they've done pretty well together in the past. Even if they weren't winning, they were still competing at a high level together. And what uh, Mac Mac was a really 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 good player last year. He completely changed New York last year when he joined. But this team, I also have a lot of question marks about. But they do have Clay, and I feel like they will figure it out. Clay's at this point been proven that he can figure it out with all types of different players. He can turn people into uh, superstars, right? He can make them look really good around them and set them up for success. Yeah. So. I have to put them there, even though I don't know anything about Hydra. I just don't. I just I assume he has to no, be decent, fair. though. They went out and got him pretty quickly. Yeah, it's fair. All right, moving on. Your eight tier. So these is this is where championship contenders start, right? This is where you start to see those A tier and S tier, obviously. Hello. Sorry, can you repeat that? I said this is where your championship contenders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Sorry, yeah. This is my consistent championship contenders. Third in my like my third place team would be optic Chicago, or Chicago optic that's what they go by Chicago optic um I wow. feel like dashy going back with them especially with the current meta of the game uh, I think that's going to help him a lot I think he had to have learned a lot from last year just a lot from how he was as a teammate I've heard I him say it he wasn't the best teammate he wasn't he wasn't necessarily happy with the situation not everything is his fault but it just wasn't a good situation for him to be in but he learned a lot from it right and he does have ridiculous talent like i i actually think that dashy's the most talented call of duty player if you're just talking about mechanics just pure mechanics he's absurd and then of course envoy who's been the best player on his last two teams envoy has just been ridiculous and then, i so don't smart. think that stopped in this game i think envoy <laughs> they've said it like envoy's the best player right he looks like a ridiculous player like i think that he's He's pretty insane, and obviously you have four months scum. You're not you're not losing anything there. They just have a ridiculous unit. Uh, depending on how they are in search and destroy, which I think with adding Dashy to the team, they're going to be a pretty strong search and destroy team. I think that this team is going to be looking at championships. This is a top three team. They have a really talented team, like top to bottom, uh, and they all seem to really get along. So yeah, I think they'll be contending all season. Uh, LA Thieves, that's your number four spot. Yeah. So they also. They obviously struggled last season, right? But this core is still ridiculously strong, and I'm not just going to throw them throw them away like that. I just feel Slasher, Kenny already just have a ridiculous duo, and then you have Temp and TJ. So as long as they don't employ, um, employed, implode mentally, I think they'll be super strong. Uh, to me, this team depends on what form you get out of Kenny, actually, because I'm looking at Kenny to be that guy. So I always thought whenever I watch Kenny play, I'm like, he's phenomenal, right? He looked, To me, he looks like he could be the best player. He just never got to show it consistently. That could have been because the team wasn't that great at Modern Warfare or whatever it may be. Or it could have been online. Who knows? They went to Texas and they instantly looked better. They just started in loser's bracket of champs. Now they live in Texas. They have to shed all of those mental excuses, all the online excuses. There's none of that. And they just have the roster that I think 
it's just another one of those teams that can contend for championships consistently. Yeah, they have a really solid team. And 44 should uh, make these guys more impactful on the map, like Slasher and, and Temp. And, you know, if TJ is, you know, nasty and Kenny's nasty, the team would be disgusting. Like you said, last year uh, was at Optic. They got a lot better towards the end of the season. They looked, like, way, way better, especially when Kenny was back on, like, solid internet. So now off the jump playing on, like, on that, I think that they will be a contender as well. Uh, moving on, S-tier. Phase and Empire. I'll throw with Empire. They're they're coming in my number two slot. Uh, I mean that should just go without saying. <laughs> uh, they should have a super strong S and D team, and then obviously in respawns, everyone talks about Shotzi after last season, but dude, I think Hook is just like, <laughs> I think he's a demon. I've been thinking he's a yeah. demon, and apparently in this game he just challenges everyone, and they have that confidence that they are the best. Like I've never seen. Tyler talked like he's been talking. Like he never talked before. He never said anything. He's and so now confident he has, like, now too. He has man. that confidence. Like he's he's pretty nuts. And then of course you have Krim. Krim's just Krim. No matter what people say about him, he's gonna do his thing. Like he's been doing his thing. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything negative about Krim. And then they also have this weird chip on their shoulder too, because people say that they have the what the Mickey Mouse championship because of how they earned it. Blah blah blah. But regardless, they did earn it. Now they have to play with everyone else in Texas as well. And prove that they can do it, and I actually do think that they're still going to be a top unit. I think on land last year they would have been they would have been fine. What, do I think they would have won it as easily as they won? No, but I still think they could have won the uh, the championship last year too. Fair. And then Faze, your number one team. Ah, uh, they have the most talent by far. Like not or by far might be a stretch, but <laughs> they just have a scary all team. Did, like... All they did was all they did was improve on paper. I don't. Like, <laughs> Simp, Abizi, Cell, and Arsides. Like, I they just have, have like lie. they have like two two way players, do. right? Like that are just godlike. Dude, and they then, have absurd. I feel like they also have the the kind of team where no matter what meta hits the game, yeah, exactly, they're gonna have zero issue, like zero issue with whatever meta hits the game. And I think when you look at your team and you just look down and all you see is another demon. I mean, their sub you is is dude. They have they have Sib yeah. on their bench like kids of beast. They have uh, their roster is stacked, bro. Phases they broke yeah. the bank for sure. And Sim says it himself. He doesn't even feel like he was at his best last title too, and he was still kind of insane. He said that Abizi was much better than him. Blah blah blah. When I look at them on paper, I was just like, <laughs> even last year people were saying, "Wow, what if they had Arsides?" And then in the offseason, they went up and picked up Arsides. Crazy. Like, this is. I mean, this might be the antithesis to that team you were talking about, about, like, forming the right team with the right people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. Just, They're just like, let's just get the four best people that we can, and good luck. Oh, for sure. And, out. and I'm not saying that, obviously, this is this team is, like, an absurd abomination compared to what we were just talking about. Like, they have a they have four superstars, in my opinion. So, it is it is what it is. Like, they, yeah, they got to be impossible. my number one team. It's, it's like, impossible to get the squad. Like, you got to have the brand power of, like, FaZe or an You'd have no or something. backing, and you just have to yeah. be willing to spend quadrillion dollars and exactly sure and the social did. backing to for those players to want to play for you but yeah so anyways yes this team is disgusting um and i i like your list i think our list is pretty similar i'm gonna pull mine up next year's real quick um so yeah don't mind the chicago down there i this is last year's list and we just added the new logo to do it <laughs> um so i had gorillas on f um i think basically like the same order let me see what we have different so I used one more tier to illustrate my list. Yeah, so I grouped LA Thieves below because I don't think that they're on the same level as Optic. Um, but I'll go from the bottom down. Um, Gorillas, I mean, we 
pretty much both agreed on everything you said about the gorillas, right? Like last year, they had a ton of opportunities, those players, and like they were all failing. I mean, now they are some of the better players from their teams that were failing, but um, looking at how stacked some of these other teams are, I just don't anticipate that team being able to consistently beat these guys. Um, I just, I just don't think they can. It's just, it's going to be very tough. And I don't think a lot of those guys wanted to end up on that team. And then they ended up en- ending up with, you know, four scrap players who uh, were some of the better ones on their team, but not going to be able to stack up against FaZe, Empire, Chicago, LA Thieves. There's just no way. Uh, moving up, Ultra and Paris. Um, I, I feel bad putting Ultra there. Um, but I do think that, you know, with some time, they could definitely end up being a solid team and contending, but some of these other teams, they're going to work really hard and they also have some star players, like you said. So it's going to be difficult for ultra in this season to, I think, end up winning multiple championships. I think if they keep this roster as time goes on, they'll have opportunity. And I think that they will be competitive. I don't think that there'll be a team that's getting just shit on throughout the whole season. Um, but I don't think they'll be pulling down too many championships this year, especially with there only being what, like four majors and a cod champs, um, moving on. Wait, 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 don't just move on one second. Why, why do you have ultra and Paris and LAG so low? Like those three teams. It's not, it's not super low. It's just Uh, DNF's pretty low. No, it's, if you think about it, it's 12 teams. I have them nine or 10, 11 and 12. (laughs) Now listen, I do. No, no, listen. listen, I do think that they can be solid teams going forward. I do think that it's Toronto Ultra has the most potential out of all of them. Being a month behind doesn't help, but also I think as time goes on, this team will continue to build chemistry, and they could take down a championship. But continuing and winning consistently, I don't think will happen for that team. I just I don't think it'll happen. Well, one they got rid of. If they kept classic, I would have put them in my B list. I would have put them up there. But I don't think Bance is is as good as classic was, and I don't think that Bance is is as versatile as classic. So that's another reason why they're in the D tier. But I think I would have put them either B or C if classic was still on the team. I mean, immediately when he was not on the team, I was tweeting about it. But I talked to Zini. That stuff, you know, is for another talk, another day. But moving on to C list, um, New York. New York was like the hardest one for me to place. I don't know about you. It took yeah, me forever to figure team. out to put where to put New York. And I've actually been watching them the most out of any pro team. And it's weird because right now, like, Mac's really good. I've seen Clay have some big maps. I thought Asim was nasty when they were playing with him. Um, but apparently Hydra's, like, super good. I don't know a ton about him, so I can't comment on him. And I think Zuma has some, like, I think he gets better as the game goes on. You know what I mean? Like he does. He always really, does. Like, he, learned his, he learned his timings. Where he hits his stride. So, yeah. like, it's really hard for me to predict, like, where they're going to be at. Because, like, I feel like they're relying on Zuma to figure out the game, hit his stride, and be, like, that consistent player that he becomes. But they're, like, going to need it, like, early on, right? Because, like, otherwise, then do you bring in like Hydra and Ace of Mike. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I've seen Zuma struggling on some maps so far and I haven't watched every single series that they've played, but it's definitely like my initial take from watching them is like, he's been struggling a little bit. Um, and they were struggling early on, but according to clay, after talking to him, like they've been winning scrims lately. So I don't know, maybe things have gotten better since Hydra's joined, but I just put them C just like a safe pick. Cause I had no idea where to put them. And I don't think they will be ass, but I don't think they will be elite either. I don't know. It was really hard to put New York. Uh, Florida, 
Moving on. I like their core. I like the core of Awakening Havoc and Skies. I don't like the pickup of Slack. I don't. I just. I don't know, man. Slack's performances have left a bad taste in my mouth last year. I know his team sucked, um, but I can't expect him to like come in and you know be playing at a super high level. Um, and you know, recipes to F three. Um, but he was super good on this team, and they were consistently performing. And I'm not saying Slack has to fill in his shoes. I'm just saying that that level of play is gonna be like what they need to win championships. And I don't know if Slack's gonna be able to play at that level. It's just from what I've seen recently, I mean, it's he hasn't been playing too great. So that's why I have them C list. Um, I think that they'll honestly look into making a change in the future. To be honest. Oh yeah. Oh, let's think, before you continue on, I was just thinking that too. I think that have you be, been paying attention to any AMs that you think might be the AM that makes the difference? I mean, I've heard of like the already, Paul X guy, but he's been frying. There's been like. You know, I don't know, Naga. I feel like Naga's good too, man. He's been playing well over the last Naga six, is seven good. months. He should he, be on a team. He is definitely falling victim to the fact that he's been a thing for a while. Like that, no matter what people say, that's that's a fact. People are people that have been in the scene for a while. They struggle to get back in, regardless of what they Saints do. too, just because just because people are so used to seeing your name, they like they know what they're going to get from you. They'd rather take a chance with Paul X or something like that, who's also could be really good. I'm not saying he's not like his team has won both the challengers things, but they're going to go to pick up that person first. But there's a difference when there's like a ex pro who's been grinding the amateur scene and like frying again. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's different unless they're just like an ex pro who's been chilling. Right. And you know, you're just like, we know what he can do to pick him up. Like Naga has been grinding. He could have gotten better over the last few years, like way better. I mean, his performance like last year, like fellow as well, fellow, he hasn't been a pro for a while and he's been frying. So I think there's a difference between those guys and some of the, pros who have just like sitting around not doing much like people like lacefield and stuff so <laughs> well to lacefield he couldn't play let's let's put yeah, that out there okay. he, but being a part of uh, lag last year okay but anyways i do think that they will be looking into making a change and i think if they pick up one of these i don't want to just write slack off here. i'm gonna see what he does i'm gonna see what he does i don't i, I don't think slack is that terrible where he should be insta dropped all right moving on uh minnesota rocker now i think a little bit highly of these wait did i skip one i skipped royal ravens uh see see uh tier team i think that they made the best of a situation of not wanting to pay uh western scraps a shit ton of money um i think that they got a pretty solid team and it's true to europe they have all european players um i think dylan was really good last year uh we just didn't get to see him at his best but from what i've heard from pro players he was extremely difficult to play against in scrims it just never really translated that well onto land um i always like zero i always think trey is solid like i think he's been a consistent player over the last few years um and you know me since way back in the day i've been the biggest shawnee fan since was it unilad bro i like shawnee i think he does his job bro you you think shawnee's cheeks i think he does his job whoa 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 i, like, whoa. I just think he's exceedingly average yeah, very, so you think average. you think he's cheeks? I think he does his job. I like Shawnee, and I think that this team is. Gonna I have get... no issue with Shawnee. I just think he's very, very average. I'm saying, as a player on a team, I like Shawnee. I okay, think it, okay. I, you wouldn't pick him up. I would pick him up to a team. Is that's the difference? And I think that the London Roy Ravens will get along great, and I think that uh, they they have potential to make uh, some runs in tournaments. Win tough to make runs for sure. Be consistent. They for will sure. not win one. Yeah. I'll I'll okay. put up anything to say they will want will not win. One, I don't like to just instant solid. write 
teams off with like solid like with four solid players like that. I think that they I think that team will be solid, bro. I actually I like that roster. Um and I think that they have some versatile players in there. You have like you have Zero who's versatile, you have Shawnee who has run multiple roles at different times and done dirty work for the team. So I, I like the team. Um but that's why I have them in the C list. It's just hard to predict. Uh moving on to B, this is where I sort of get into my upper echelon of teams. Um I'll yeah. start with Minnesota. I like this Minnesota roster. I said it when they made their change. I think that they have, uh, you know, accuracy, great leader. I think he's a, he works super hard. Um, and having players like Priesta, Major Maniac, and Attach, who are his friends, who are, you know, all proven champions, and still sort of like outside of like Attach, still in the middle of their prime, I think that uh, we could see some things from this team that or from these players that we haven't seen yet, which I think is good. And uh, Priest, obviously, he can just go God mode at any moment. So um, I think that the, this team can actually win a championship. Um, and that's why I have them in the B list. I think they, they can actually win a chip. Uh, any team in the B list, I think, can win a chip this year and above, obviously. Uh, Seattle, okay. were you going to say something? No, no. I was, I was listening to your take, brother. Continue. Okay. Now, Seattle... I like this. I like this team in terms of like their talent and that they all have a chip on their shoulder. It does have the asterisk next to it. They could blow up. They could explode. They could absolutely explode. But if they don't explode, they'll be a very good team. I think um, Octane, super talented, gunless. Every every time he's on a starting team, at some point during the year, he's been the best player in the game outside of last year. Like there's been a point in the year where he's just been absolutely god mode. Uh, and to your 4v4 point that you're bringing up repeatedly, he was a god in 4v4. Um, Pristini, you know, Pristini had some great performances last year, some very bad performances last year. Um, hoping, I think what Seattle management is hoping for here is that like Looney and Octane and Gunless can make him comfortable and bring the best out of him. And then uh, Looney, I think he should have been in the league the entire last year. I would never, ever, ever, ever put Looney on my bench. That's how, that's the way I think. Um <laughs> Moving on, I might What's be biased, on? but yeah, I agree with that for sure. No, I no, do. I do. I love. I love Looney as a captain. I. I would. I. I can't believe he was on the bench. See, and then we got people saying he's not talented being the CEO. I mean, there is a little bit of bias there for me because Looney is my friend, well, but I know what he's capable of. And I try to say he's not talented me. enough is just false. He has no idea yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah, and um, <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about. All right, at all. Moving, moving on, so we got to breeze through this. These take forever. Uh, wait, hold on. I see somebody in the chat. What Zuma say? Oh, Zuma's upset at you. So I've been frying my guys as horrible take. I said Zuma. I said that you take a while to learn the game. I've been watching you guys scrim, and you know, there's been some situations that you know I think that you could have played better. And you know, actually, I, we'll talk about this in DMs because there's been there's more to that. But I think that you're the player on the team that will have to, as time goes on, you have to obviously learn the game. But it happens to you every single year. I think with that team, they're going to need you earlier though. That's all. That's basically what I said. Well, we'll talk about this in DMs after the show. Um, moving on, where are we at? LA Thieves. Implode asterisk once again. This team could implode or they could be super nasty. I think 4v4 gives this team uh, an edge. I think Slasher can be more impactful in 4v4 um, and have his presence be felt. Uh, last year, I mean, we talked about it, TJ and Kenny. Kenny in particular was way better when he went to Texas. This is no doubt, like being in LA hurt them. Um, and Temp has become consistently a beast. So I like this team a lot. Um, but I didn't have them in my A tier, like where you had it. You had them next to Optic, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like just historically speaking, if they're actually good, they'll be 
They'll probably be up there in the S tier, but it just depends on how they play. I just couldn't put them there because of that imp- implodability and yeah. probability, and because of you know last year it was a little bit tough for some of these guys. And I just didn't want to put them on the same level as Optic because I think Optic is a little bit of cut above those teams that I have in the B tier. Um, love this team. I mean, we basically agreed on Optic, Empire, and Phase. Uh, love this team. I just think Empire and Phase are have a little bit of an edge on them. Uh, obviously, Empire just won the championship, and everybody from their team, top to bottom, is disgusting. They work really hard. Rambo's a great coach. I think that their S tier team, and then Phase is just ridiculous. Goes without being said, that team is stacked from top to bottom. Uh, we've seen players talking about how good they are, even in this game already. So that's why I have th- those two teams above Optic. I think uh, Optic is more prone to, you know, an upset, and I think Empire and Phase are probably going to be a little bit more consistently contending and i think uh there can be some some kinks in that optic armor at times very yeah. true i mean i think empire and phase were the only two teams that last year went through the entire season without with making it to the semis of every single home series something like that like <laughs> they're just too consistent not to put up there and to give them their props yeah and you know just that that move that phase made dude i can't believe it happened like getting arsides on that team it's just absurd. Like, one, not only is he nasty, like, they love playing with him, which makes it even more deadly. Tommy, thank you for the sub. I'm in the middle of a show. And go, <laughs> go ahead. You lose your 38-month streak or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the change to 44 helped a lot of these rosters, though. Like, even in yeah, like, I mean, the that's... moves that they made. Like, in this list, guys, there's not many ass teams. Like, last year there were some ass teams like, me and John talked about it for the show. In 4v4, it's become, like, every team has, like, a solid roster because, you know, you just trim off the fat. You trim off the, you know, the the buns players, and you you can just make a more solid roster. Your, your superstars and your up-and-coming amateurs who run around the map and kill everything, they can be more impactful on the map. It's just, that's what 4v4 brings. I think it'll be way more exhilarating and entertaining to watch this year. Yep. I mean, I just I just love that we had this little argument about superstars or whatever and every single team that you have up there is is laden with superstars. You didn't, you didn't you couldn't find one spot in your heart to put a team that you thought was just going to build out this fantastic teamwork oriented amazing unit to to move up the list. You couldn't give me one team. What I said, you're looking at it. No. You're looking at it. No, and, because you so you twisted this argument. The, what I was discussing when we were talking about the approach to building a roster is that you don't need – like some of these teams, they're building rosters that they expect to be good for the next four or five years. With some of these superstar players, and since you really want to go back into it, with some of these superstar players, they want to win every single year, and it's going to require you to keep constantly making changes and, appe- and appealing to these top superstar players. If you build a good, solid core – that can win a championship, you can find success over the next few years. And I like Toronto Ultra, and I do have them in my D tier, but I think that you can develop players like Kleenex and Cami over time, and then they can just become your superstars and you create them under your camp. They'll be loyal to you. You keep them. You build upon that. I like that strategy. That's all I'm saying. I'm, there's no knock to going and getting superstar players. I think that that's fantastic. I, okay, I okay. just think that Toronto can still – they can still pull down a chip. think that Cami and Kleenex have loyalty to Toronto Ultra? I just think that you act, that let's team. Say Cammy and I Clinics think. Listen, the, listen, bro. The best players in the world. You keep picking out one be, point of no, everything I'm saying. I think that that listen. is important to what you were saying. You build out a team to be loyal to what you're saying, 
and then as soon as say they did become freaking amazing, they're gonna get poached. Okay. Immediately. But listen, right now you don't have to pay those guys a shit ton of money. You can get great output from those players. They're still great players in the league. They won a championship last year, and you don't go out, don't have to go out and spend four hundred grand on a player. I don't think that that's necessary. I think that Toronto will be great. I think people Toronto will have a ton of fans. I think people will love to watch them. I think they'll be a solid roster. Will they continuously win championships? Probably not. But over time, you can. These are players in a team that you can build around. I think if you move bands. You know, eventually, because I think Bance is the weak link on this team. And if they aren't great, I think you have some room to move around there, maybe pick up an up and coming and player in the spot of Bance. But I think they have a great foundation to build off of. I really do. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I don't think that they're bad. That wasn't my point. But you do. Have I mean, to be here for a reason. No, so. dude, I, that's just how I think. I think from a GM perspective over time, people start to think like that as well. Cause, well, cause we'll, you see. Just, we'll see, but I, I fully disagree. I mean, last year was a team full of stars that won. They were extremely high paid, if that's how you're going to look at it, and they won. Oh, shit. And then FaZe is the team that we both have at the top. They're extremely high paid. In general, in sports and everything else, there's a reason why you why you pay people. There's a reason why you pay you pay your LeBrons and Neymars and whoever the hell it's going to be. There's a reason why you pay them. Because they, no. make, they make things Listen, happen. Listen, I understand that, but... There's other strategies you can go with as well. I, that's, that's all I'm saying. We can have a whole episode talking about this in the next episode if you really like to. But <laughs> there's different strategies that you can go with. And I think some of, of these teams realize that after last year, seeing all these teams win, I think that that will continue to happen. It won't be every team. There will be teams who continue to maintain picking up those superstar players. But I think in the future, we'll see some teams starting to adopt this model. All right, Is it, fair enough. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay, now let's move on. Um, so we're going to do questions from the chat now, guys. Um, hold on one second. Let me get this open. All right, guys. So I was going to put the chat up on the screen, but it's just not going to happen. So you guys can just spam questions in the chat, and we'll pick out some of the better questions, and we will answer them. Um, all right, so Zuma, you're up first. Go ahead. <laughs> Zuma's very Zuma focused. If you guys ask us a question, put both of our ats in the question so it lights up for us and highlights. Otherwise, yes, it's harder for us to see. Uh, do we see Karma on a CDL team this year? No. I don't think he no, wants do to not. play. No. No. I think that had he known he was going to like the game like he did at the beginning, he'd be on a team. But Dude, uh, everybody wants to play. Hard. And then if you have to, dude, when you have to scrim, that shit sucks. Trust me. Temp, you're B because you never win anything. Like, Shut up. Just focus up and play the game. I mean, our A tier list was basically world champion. Our S tier was world champions, Don. So, <laughs> like teams full of it. And well, recent, too. They were also in my A tier. Donnie just showed up and started trolling. Anyways. Um. Okay, hold on. All right, Damn, one dude. at a time. One yeah. at a time. One at a time. <laughs> all right, Aaron. <laughs> all right. Aaron Goldsmith, why is it fair that Team War Singularity are in Pro League? What? Dumb... Okay, moving on. That's a dumb question. That question sucks. Yeah. All right, ask us questions with some brains behind them. Uh, Zuma. Who, okay, that's who is question. calling up from challenges first? My guess is going to be Paul X. That seems to be the name on everyone's tongue, and that's how it goes. Word well, of mouth. Paul X has also 
apparently been frying. I saw like some statistic oh, yeah. post where he had like a 1.4 or something. Um, I don't know. Apparently, yeah, from what I'm seeing, he's one of the people who's next up. So I agree with you there. Uh, John update. Uh, that's not really our business. You'd have to ask John. Um, <laughs> okay. Got here a bit late. May have talked about this already, but what are your thoughts over the scouting series? Good and bad. Um, I'll, I'll go first. And my good is that it gives people a chance to play, I guess. And it, highlight, CDL it highlights function matter. Yeah. Like it kind of highlights you bad. And it just not, there's no incentive by the end of it. The players were opting out. Like, I don't yeah, think any not... pro teams actually going to pick anyone up based off of them scouting series. So if that is what it was for, then that's the bad. And that's obviously horrible. No one's actually going to go out of their way to look at this and go, Oh my, his communication was amazing. All right, so, help us with no, I agree with everything you just said. I just think that, you know, it's a good foundation to build on. I think the uh, scouting series can get better over time. Um, I think it was created in a way of like where they wanted pro coaches to look at players and scout talent. But most of the pro coaches know about the players that are good enough and about to jump onto teams and watching them like scrim and stuff like that isn't going to sway their opinion, I don't think, very much. So, But I think it's a good foundation and good something to start with. And I think over time, it'll get better. But I don't hate it. I mean, I like the idea. I definitely like the idea. Um, do you think Goddard should be in the league? Hmm. I don't know. It's tough. You trim down to 44 makes it real tough. He had a really tough half the season last year. Second half. Hmm. Yeah. I really don't know. I, th- I, I mean, think, I don't think I wouldn't say he should be in the league. Could he be in the league? Sure. Yeah, like, I like that answer. I like that answer. Like, Why if not? a team believed in him and teammate, and there was a team with players that wanted to play with him, I think he can compete at a league level. But I don't think he like should be in the league. But th- that that list extends though. You could say that about there's a lot of Naga players like Finn, that. Yeah. Naga, like, you, the list goes on and yeah, the list goes on and on. But people, you could say that about. So that's a slippery slope. Hey guys, listen. Uh, Once again. This is the same thing that happened last season when we made our tier list. We have certain people roasting us, whatever. You can't please everybody, guys. It's what me and John think. We'll see how you prove us wrong. Um, and honestly, I want to pull up the results from last year and our list. I don't think our lists were that bad, to be real. I don't think they're bad. Do you have your list from last year, John? Can you uh, get that can, for me? I can try to find it. Just type in like or on Twitter app. Or- Another question: What storyline are you most? Looney says, "What storyline are you most excited for this year, John?" What storyline am I most excited for? Um, I guess I gotta say Dashy versus LA Thieves. Uh, I don't think he, like that he's gonna be extremely happy with how he got kicked off the team, or whatever. Maybe benched. I guess is the right term. So we'll see how he uh, how he plays against back with against TJ, who's one of his good friends, yeah, and his old team. There's nothing more that I want than to have New York be really good and have the Clayster Empire revenge story. Even though there was like apparently on good terms, we know Clay and how he thinks. He's going to want to beat those fools. So I think that that would be a cool storyline um, if the New York ends up being a really good team. Uh, moving on. Will Bruce be a top three player next year? It's such a, I don't know. You know, <laughs> you know it's like. I have no clue. I have no idea. I mean, a lot of that's based off your team. It's hard to be that without your team being really good. And then, so, I mean, if their team is really good, I could see him being up there. I, I don't really know. 
Any comment Possible. on the formal stuff? What formal stuff? What are you talking about? What's he talking about? Uh, we're not going to talk about the formal stuff. He's talking about someone saying that formal owed him money. Oh, like, I don't what? Know. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I don't, uh, you, you should not even care about that anyway, unless it's like, I don't know. That's it's the, that's their business, whatever it is. Um, thoughts on Scraps Weskin having Stelliers not being leaked? I think it sucks. The, both those guys should uh, definitely be competing on pro teams. They're both good players. It definitely sucks. Um, you know, Scraps is going to be in the league, rumored. Uh, Weskin, I thought, you know what sucks for Weskin is that, like, he was, like, he sort of had average performances over the years, and then last year he was a beast. Like, it was his best year ever. So that definitely does suck for him. I'd like to see him back on a team for sure. I think he might be one of those people that gets a chance when teams start struggling. Yeah, uh, His role is very defined, too, right? So I think that actually kind of helps him. Like, if you need a post-up AR player, that happens to you what your team needs. That could be a guy that you go for. So he might get a chance this year. We'll see. Only time will tell. Okay. Um, do you think uh, challengers would be good if they let a, a winner of the season compete in tournaments or franchise teams? No, they should not do that. These teams paid like $25 million to be in the league, bro. Huh. Yeah, that'll never happen. Why would you that's put another element in to beat these league spots? You know, like there's just no <laughs> – that would not happen, dude. Who will be your sleeper team this year? Hmm. Oh, uh, sleeper surge, dude. Yeah, oh, I was going to say that too, so I'll switch it up. Um, maybe I'll go with uh, the Rocker. Uh, if they if everything works out for them and Priest is playing amazing again, I don't think he played amazing last year. But of course, he was on a team with a bunch of people getting kills. There's only so many kills. If he plays amazing, I can see the Rocker being like that surprise top team. Yeah, is that a sleeper though? I think so. I mean, if if you're not in our S or A tiers, I think you should be able to count. Okay, fair. Like I just. <laughs> Those are the teams that we're looking at to be the best. And any team outside of that, if they were the best consistently, it would shock me. Which team do you think will most likely make a roster change first? Oh, that's a pretty good question. Um, LAG. Yeah, LAG. LAG will be the first. They're like the only I, team I see, and I hate saying it, but they're like the only team I see that I think is like definitely going to struggle. Like every other team has potential to be like a pretty good team. Like they're the... The only team where I just, in my mind, where I'm like, they're definitely going to struggle against these teams. So I think it'll be them. Um, mm. Most improved player this year. Well, the year hasn't started. <laughs> it's a guess. Uh, I'm going to go with Gunless. For what? Most improved player this year. Oh. <laughs> what? Um, oh, that's a guess. No, actually, I switched that up. I'm going to go with TJ. Somebody just types in the chat in all caps. I think Assault gets dropped first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I actually, man, I did not he'd miss the He's the least toxic. likely to get dropped from his team. I love doing the show, but I did not miss some of the toxic <laughs> chat messages. Oh, my goodness. Season is beginning, isn't it? We had a great offseason, John. Uh, is the new format the best format or can be better than, and why? You talking about the CDL format? I mean, I guess that's kind of subjective, right? Um, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's, I think it's a good. consistent, good format to dictate who the better teams are in the league. I like it. I mean, you play league matches and then you have a major. And, then, you know, it's going to be like 
I don't know. I, I think it's pretty good. Top 10 teams of all time. That's way too hard. What do you say? <laughs> he said, who's your top 10 teams of all time? I mean, that's that's rough. I don't even know if I can think about that. I'm trying to think. I don't. Yeah, dude, this, this isn't a. We'll do a history. We did. We've done history episodes. This is a history episode. Let's, we'll do like five more questions of current topics or yeah. Cold War Cold War related questions. Which team would you like to see Damon on? I mean, if he was playing, I think it'd be cool to see him on um, New York and play with like Clay. That'd be cool. I think it'd be dope. See him somewhere else if he was playing. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that could be cool. I get, yeah. <laughs> Will Opta continue to stream scrims and face defeat? What? Why did you put that last part in there? <laughs> and we don't know. We don't know what they're going to, if they're going to continue to stream scrims or not. Uh, thank you for the 100 bits, Ewan. Ewan. Will Cold War be fun to watch? I mean, I, I've been watching it so far. I like it. I love to play it. I think it'll be more fun than MW um, for sure. I think 44, you can digest what's going on. It'll be a lot easier to follow. Um, I think it'll definitely be entertaining as hell, man. Especially with some of the brands we brought in, like having 100 Thieves in, Opti Gaming back under Hex. I think this year has some dope storylines. Uh, I think it'll be super entertaining. That's a good question. Do you think you can make a championship winning team out of players not in the league? Uh, like consistently? Absolutely not. A team that could win one? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, for sure. You definitely can, but if we could do that, then me and John would be, we'd be figuring that out and getting paid money to do that right now. Because <laughs> if, if you could do that, because <laughs> there, there, there is four fucking beasts out there that you could put together. Oh, for it's sure. Just, it's just tough. That would gel. That would be nasty. We've The talent is there. It's just, yeah. But to answer your question, Jess... But it'd be hard as hell, and it'd be a lot of luck involved with figuring those out. Um, who do you think is going to retire this year? I'm not putting that on anybody. I've, yeah, I would never put that on somebody. I have no idea. Which All studio the- coach is in the hot seat? Uh, apparently none of them except me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think mm, I don't think any pros – well, I think the league will end up expanding maybe, uh, hopefully, in the next few years. So I think most of the pros will be be all right. Um, surprise team who will win an event yeah that's like the dark horse question i feel like we answered that do you think the season league spans will see a surge of pr- retired pros like cap damon aches come out of ret- well aches isn't retired <laughs> so but uh i do not think i don't think you'll see those players come back once you stay once you're retired for a bit you kind of uh-huh. like i i don't know how to explain it but you don't have the same you don't have the same fire that you had. Hold it's on. not that you're not good enough or whatever. I just Donnie just I, lied in the chat. I had to address it before it goes away. Doug was actually say? pretty good at a point, Don. Doug Sensor was never good. He was pretty good at a point. <laughs> I think he's just joking, but he was pretty good at a, at a point. I don't think time. he's joking. No, I think he was like lightly trolling. He said, no, "Oh, I'm he's not. not." Okay, well, yeah. he was. He. I thought Doug was pretty good at a point. I thought in Ghost in the beginning he was solid. There was a point in, in the beginning AW where he was okay. I would say that Ghost was his best game. He was not bad at Ghost yeah. at all. He was, Black Ops he actually, 1, Black Ops 1, Doug was pretty good. 
I mean, he wasn't an elite Donnie, but he was pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, we call players good now that didn't have the didn't have the the you know placings and consistency that Doug had. So I think Doug was pretty good at yeah. a time. Uh, could the CDL survive if it copied the NBA format? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Like the what? What does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? Oh man, I can't wait to do Collins next episode. <laughs> what does that mean? Fly around the country playing games in arenas? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we can survive. If you're a Doug Sensor fan, you are drunk. Why do you? Why does he not like Doug? Where's this? I thought Doug and Don were like friends. I don't know. Which current player at their prime would you build a CW team around? A Cold War team around? So which player would I take first, essentially, is the question? A BZ. Simp. Actually, I might do Shotzi. Yeah, that's a good answer, too. You can't go wrong with any of them. Matters what pick I get in my fantasy draft. Oh, that New York beef with, like, the Papa Sensor stuff. I remember that. Yeah, okay. I get it now. All players, if at their prime. Oh, Okay, I get what you're saying. Uh, oh, players at their prime? Probably Krim 6. Yeah, what? Krim was different, dude. Yeah, so, yeah, probably that. Or Skump. Nah, because Skump's not, a, Skump's not the, like a leader type. So, if I'm going to pick first. Skump's definitely gross. But, Yo, that'd be lit, though, like, if you could build some, like, simulation world where you sim every single pro in their prime, like, in the results of the teams, that'd be lit, bro. He was carrying Nate Shot, though, to... to he, it was Clay, Proof, and Nate Shot, and they won a tournament. I'm like, what? So, he was definitely gross. Yeah, he was nasty. Um, MVP prediction. Okay, we'll do two more questions. MVP prediction. I have no idea, bro. That's it's like we can't do that until we start watching these guys play. Um, make a retired player's roster for Cold War. Um, John, I'll let John do that one. Fuck that. Uh, retired yeah. player roster. You, Karma, J Cap, and Enable. Disgusting. Sure. What? Lip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more question, dude. I've been looking to find good questions, and unfortunately, we're looking for one banger. The mark. One banger of a question before we head out, guys. One more. One more for us. Who do you think will take a huge step forward this season? Who will take a huge step back? Um, I like that one. That's a good question. Let me think for a second. Um, let me look at the roster real quick. I'm looking at it right now. Um... Well, you kind of already answered this. You said you think Dash is going to be like back on point this year. Like he's going to take a big step well, forward. Yeah, I do. So uh, I was going to go that, but since you went that, I'll go someone else. Dude, um, I, I forgot how trolly like the little optic fans can be. If you don't like exactly nut hug one of them, you just hate them. Apparently, I think Skies will be even better this year. Skies, that's a good one. Yeah, I think he's going to take a huge step forward. As far as step back. 
I don't want to like call out like uh, I don't know. Like it's it's just tough. Like that back. I'm gonna go with Cammy. No, I think that kid's nasty, bro. Yeah, that's the whole point. In order for it to be a step back, they've had to have been showing me some. He was showing me some last year. Who was the step back? It had to be Dylan, right? I think Dylan was frying in Black Ops Four, absolutely tucking. Man, and a step back. So I mean, it is what it is. I'm gonna go with Cammy. I don't know for the step back. I have no idea. Well, I don't know either. It's just a guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know who to pick. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I mean, psh, Awakening might not be as good. I don't know. We'll see. That's a fair answer. I mean, we only saw him on that on that game. It was literally came out of nowhere. Guy was the absolute Don Dada instantly. He's probably going to be pretty. Like, yeah, he's know. probably going to be good. nasty. This bro. game probably. I feel like he's probably. Well, I just had no idea who to pick, guys. I panicked, but yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm waking. That kid is na- That kid was nasty though, bro. Like literally. Like, won't give me any smoke on the timeline. He was like. <laughs> he was literally like had the best anticipation <laughs> for three weeks. Zuma, Tommy would have come out firing. Well, would it really be a, like a step? I don't know. I wasn't even looking at their team. I was more so looking at somebody on surge. <laughs> Templish, I said Matt Mills was getting gunned, though. He might be a step back. <laughs> that's funny. But all right, that's it. That's it. That's, a, that's, that's it for this episode, guys. <laughs> We're getting down the toxic lane now. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to the call-ins next episode. It's going to be absolutely lit. Um, but I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Uh, shout out to our new sponsor, uh, XP Sports. They you know, get the bills paid, bro, allowing us to continue this show. And and uh, they also make a great product. Check them out. Exclamation point XP in the chat. Have it every morning, man. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Everybody who came through, getting it lit, having some fun. Much love. Uh, Zuma, sleep well and uh, improve. And everybody else, take it easy. Much love. <laughs> love you guys.